Wasn't that bouncy enough? Hello. Oh, welcome. that's quite bouncy. This week's episode is a live lockdown. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. How are you, Chippy? Well, I'm okay. Hmm. I'm okay. I'm sort of... I'm okay. Okay. How's your... I'm doing that British thing of like, I'm fine. Why aren't you fine? Are you still in the um, house arrest? I always feel like September is really... I always get my new start buzz in September, mm-hmm. not January. I don't mind January. Mm-hmm. I know lots of people mind January. I don't. But I, but I don't get my new start thing. But I do get that in September. Mm-hmm. And... I just feel like people are not on board with my new my new start buzz. They haven't got the memo. Yeah, it's so funny. I said to Mike about three days ago, I'm starting to really dislike September. For me, <laughs> for me, September's the same. Lots of not necessarily September, but autumn. So I found out I was pregnant with Thomas in the autumn. I gave birth to Johnny in the autumn. I found out I was pregnant with Ben in the autumn. I've had two books published in the autumn. Things happen in autumn. Yeah, yeah. Back to school. Back to school. Um, I moved in with Mike in October in the autumn. You know, nice things seem to happen to me when you just feel that first chill in the air. Um, In the future, I would really like to not publish books in September because it totally ruins the September vibe for me. Does it? Because you just spend the time a bit tense. It's actually a very physical feeling and it's really hard to explain it. You'll understand this, but like when you produce a piece of art, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to sound like a right diva here, but just go with me, right? Anything creative, right? Yeah. That you put your heart and soul into, right? Yeah. And then it becomes released into the world. Yeah. And then it's like someone having an opinion on your child. Uh, part of the reason I find girls difficult to get on with previously is because of that whole thing at school where you know Gemma said she didn't like your hair trust me and I'm always like what why tell me that it doesn't bother Gemma can think what she likes it's you I now have the problem with do you know what I mean it's like it's it's almost that thing of like my problem is why tell people why are you telling people negative things so it, for me, it's about separating between personal criticism. So criticism of me as a person, whether that's my character or the way I look or something, yeah. and my work, yeah. so my podcast, my Instagram, my books, you know, that's yeah. my work. And I have become really very good at separating the two. Yeah. Um, but what I struggle with is if someone is consuming my work and my work is free and I like so for example this podcast like this is your yeah. work you are doing it for free yeah um the advice the advice that you give out on skincare makeup and everything else a lot of it you do for free on your Facebook group um yeah. I am um, I take umbrage to people criticizing the work that, that I'm giving them for free yeah because that's fine. I, I, it's absolutely fine if you don't like it, but maybe... Or expecting more for free. 
yeah. criticising for not having more for free, which we I think we both have had in the past where people have been like, why isn't this free? Or I get a lot of people who will, understandably so, I get why they do it, but they will, I have, I have online consultations, I have five pound online, to, I'll tell you what your skin type is, consultation thing. But I will have people who will just message me and message me and message me and message me and message me about something. And they will buy products from somewhere else and they will buy something that I've said isn't going to do their skin any good. And then they'll message me about why their skin isn't good. And you're a bit like, I spent yeah. a lot of time working on the content I work on and I spend a lot of time doing the training that I do. And I spend a lot of time going in depth into the muscles of the face you know and and i think it's i've gone off on a tangent here but i think it's that thing where you're like i can't you can't expect everything for free and i know a lot of people listen who have got blogs and instagram accounts or running their own who are writing that one thing i did do so last week and i don't know if i talked about this but it is something to do if you get criticism that i find doesn't make me feel better it doesn't make me feel better about myself but it makes me it i use it as a prompt so i don't really look at my youtube comments because i don't really do that much youtube anymore i've just switched mine up completely yeah but sometimes but people ask me questions and i feel like i have to answer them mm. but i should probably just switch it off mm. anyway so then when i do look at my youtube comments i have the youtube experts going the way you apply your products makes me feel sick and it does make me feel bad because it makes me doubt myself but then i remember the hours and hours and hours of work i've put into it and then but what i use it now when i read that i a delete it because i can b i then go <coughs> to all my favorite people all my favorite small businesses and i leave really nice reviews and i share their stuff and i will go on amazon and any book i've read that i love I will write a really nice review for it because I know that somewhere there's an author that it means so much to. And I will go to all my local coffee shop websites or on TripAdvisor, who I know are probably going to start struggling if we have to not go to them. And I write lovely reviews about why I like them. The organised time technique. I think there'll be a lot of people doing their top boot camp. Mm -hmm. Any, what are your top boot camp tips? Because I know that there's a lot of totters would be totters on my team who are starting out and they are finding it really stressful. And I think the thing about the Tom boot camp is it's very practical and you can see the results. Whereas with tot, you've got to be brutally honest, haven't you? So what are your top, top tips? It is shining a light and you are holding a mirror up to all of the things that you might have put in place subconsciously to, to as roadblocks. And maybe that's because you have a fear of failure. Maybe because you think you don't deserve the nice things in life. There can be, there's lots of emotional reasons. And what's really interesting is when you and I used to go and do the YouTube transformations, when we used to go into people houses, there was always a key. Yeah. It was never like, oh, I just can't bother tidying up. There was always a secret, like something there, like, you know, they didn't, they didn't like their house. They didn't feel at home there. And ex exactly the same thing with Tot. If you 
are going through your boot camp and you're just like, oh my God, this is just horrendous. I had no idea. I wasted so much time procrastinating or faffing around. And like, I, I do so much cleaning that I don't need to do. And I think that's the reason why I'm not achieving X, Y, Z. I'm not putting time into my business or I'm not doing this, that and the other because I'm creating a subconscious roadblock because for some reason, I feel like I don't deserve to be as successful. So my top roadblock was that a lot of my work's on social media or on, on my phone. That's the mm -hmm. beauty of it. But I found that because I have kids and I try and scrap minutes of work here and there, I would just go into a scroll hole and partially tell myself in my head that that, that was working. But really, and I never let myself read. If I was left to my own devices, I would read all the time. I'd read all day, all the live long day. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, reading was a real treat. It was a sort of thing that you've got to do before you have kids and I'll get to do when they're older. I don't get to do now because I don't have time to do it. I do go to bed specifically at a time so I could go and read in bed and I, I, I what I did was I found the key my key my, my luxury my thing that I love to do apart from riding horses or whatever but my thing that I can do anytime anywhere in my house is read and I sort of taught myself that it was a thing it was a luxury it was a waste of time do you know what I mean? There's other things that I need to be doing. I should be working. I should be cleaning the house. I should be reading with the kids. I should be, but actually I was filling that time with scrolling mm -hmm. and that's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So what I found is since we've, you've got me totting, I'm really specific about, I have a very specific work outline of what I'm going to do when I'm working and instead of scrolling i have a book instead of scrolling i'm like i'm gonna read for 10 minutes because it's not a luxury it's a really nice thing to do it's not bad for you in any way and i in my head i'd substituted something that isn't very good for your mental health mm -hmm. isn't very good for long times not great for your skin even mm -hmm. um i'd substituted that because it felt less luxurious, less naughty. Do you know what I mean? And I, and think, I think that's, that's definitely something that now I'm like, I'm having a digital detox day because I don't need to be looking at my phone all the time. And instead of scrolling through my phone, phone whilst the kids watch <coughs> Disney, I can read a book. And I think, I think it is, the top boot camp is emotionally, it can be emotionally extremely draining because you have to be really brutally honest with yourself and you could and at the beginning of the book I talk about getaway cars that take you away from stressful things so like that could be a scroll hole it could, for you that might have been scrolling and they just distract you from the problematic things that are going on in your head like that you want to read but you feel that you can't read and as as moms and as grown-ups as soon as we have kids all those little luxurious things in inverted commas like reading, horse riding, they are the first things to be sacrificed for the more important things that need doing, like taking your kids to swimming. And I think what people are really struggling with are getting a lot of messages from people saying, okay, I've carved out some free time. 
but I've just realised that I have literally no hobbies. And you need I've to just, go and listen to our episode yeah. on hobbies. And they just get really emotional. Really because emotional. We all the time. And I think what part of it is, is when you have a newborn, you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> the babies are either feeding, however that may be, if you're breastfeeding, you're pinned under the baby. If you're bottle feeding, you're sterilizing, you're measuring, do you know what I mean? You're doing all the washing up so that it's all ready for the next feed. Quite often you'll have a TV baby, a sleepy baby, a grizzly baby, a baby that won't be put down. And when the baby sleeps, you want to do all the stuff you'd normally do. You want to, your mum will phone or you'll tidy the house or you'll be playing with your other kids or something happens but that stage passes but i'm still in that mentality of i'm a mom i don't have enough time to do everything and i have to self-sacrifice for everything and actually i think it's really important to start adding that stuff back in that you would normally do even if it is just reading a book that's the whole purpose of the boot camp it's like an audit to sort of check whereabouts you are now you might not still be in the newborn stage, so you don't need to, and it's just having a little bit of a shift in your perspective and how you approach. The very first boot, top boot camp you do will be your hardest, but then they get easier yeah. because it just becomes habitual. And I can boot camp my time very quickly now, and you just become practiced in learning where the time suckers are, like who it is, what it is, you know, is someone, taking the proverbial or are you spending time on something that is just completely pointless and it just becomes also it doesn't have to be perfect oh no 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 yeah of course i think that's the thing i think people might look at it and be like oh i've got to be mint by the minute and it's got to be perfect it's like no do it and then you can always adjust it and go back and do it again so and that's so that's where the app is going to become really helpful because um, the app the app itself will have um, a boot camp timer on there so you can just hit time and you can get on with it and then over the course of however long you want to spend on your boot camp whether it's a week or longer or whatever it will take an average or regular task for regular tasks so that whether that's commute school runs or sleeping it will take an average and level ones level twos level threes will all have a different color. And you can see whether you have got balance. If you're yeah. level ones and everything's red, that's a problem. <laughs> or everything, if everything's yeah. blue, if everything's level threes, there's a slight problem. <laughs> the best problems to be in. Yeah, I mean, I could think of worse things. But if like your skin and you like, I never have time to work and you're looking at your boot camp notes, it's like, well, that's because I've been at the spa all day Monday and all day Tuesday I was... But it's, I get that a lot when I will have people, some people don't do much to their skin and it's fine. Some people message me and they don't have good skin. Um, and they'll say, I don't have, and I'll say, right, ultimately you need this, this, and this. Usually it's just three things, you know, and I'll have people say, oh, I just don't have time to do that. And I always and um, I don't often say it because I don't want to appear aggressive but I'm always like it's not that you don't have time to do it it's that you it's not a priority for you so don't message someone about having problem skin I can't through the phone lay my hands on you and make your skin better you're gonna have to do something about it and if it's do I, I always say to people while your kids are in the bath why don't you do your skincare because my kids will stay in the bath for hours 
tough for people to realize what their priorities are mm-hmm. i think um and i think it's also good to uh, as i think we said at the beginning of lockdown if you need to sit and stare into space when it was every man for themselves everyone was going into lockdown and no one knew what the hell was going on mm-hmm. if you need to sit and stare out the window for half an hour you sit and stare out the window for half an hour but it's the same with tot i think it's like if that's what you need if you need every monday morning after your kids go to school and your house is that ringing emptiness and you've been mumming all weekend and you need an hour to sit and stare out the window with a cup of tea factor that hour in it's not a it's not a it's not a way to fill up your day every second of your day no, with no no and it can feel a bit like opening i think for a lot of people it might feel a bit like opening pandora's box especially if they've um been trying to like just not coming to terms with things facing things whether that's work related family stress related their other half isn't pulling their weight related like someone literally sent me a screenshot of her she was recording it on her phone of her morning boot camp (laughs) and she's like she was like okay there's an imbalance here because she sent me hers and she sent me her husband's hers she's got up at like five to seven and she's done everything with the kids his was like he got up at eight twenty-five and he come downstairs and started watching telly. So it is a bit like opening Pandora's box because it, it will present you with problems that you need to solve. But unfortunately, if you want to move forward and make your life better, you're going to have to solve them. And that is me being tough love, Gem. Yeah, yeah. And I, and again, I mean, I don't know why I'm so boundingly optimistic. Week day seven into my fourteen-day quarantine. Um, But the thing that I definitely felt when lockdown eased, I did the thing that I'm sure loads of people did where I was like, oh, I didn't achieve anything in lockdown. I could have written a novel and I didn't, where's my novel? And in fact, things are not back to normal. People, you know, people are still being told to work from home. Yes, the kids are at school. We're almost, I know it's still uncertain for a lot of people, but for personally, I feel, that this is working quite well for me. The kids are at school, but Joe's here. So he's always here to to be that extra parent if I'm doing a podcast and he has to go and pick the kids up. Do you know what I mean? So I've got that going on. But now is the time to, for us, I think everyone's having to be slower. And I think there was a huge trend, which you used to talk about as well, where there was a trend two three years ago that it was good to be busy if you were busy you were successful if you are constantly at events and on the tube and at restaurants and writing and you were successful do you know what i mean and everyone bought into that including me and because it happened when i was you know constantly having babies and i couldn't be like that um generic blogger picture isn't there it's all over pinterest where it's like chunky knit sweater jeans and they're like you can see that they're waiting on a train station platform coffee folder yeah it's all like girl about town carry from sex in the city flying from one meeting to a girl's brunch and then flying back to it like to, to write your column and i've done that and a 
Did you have the background, the music going around? No, 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 that's Strictly Come Dancing. Yes, that's it. Did you have that in the background? And all of the stuff that I was doing was for free. I didn't want to be leaving my house. I would no doubt spill the coffee down my jumper on the tube. And and 90% of the time would be sitting next to the person that was whacked out on some form of opiate. So I think, I think it's really good that the world, I've been trying to slow myself down for about a year. Talk about the lady's confessions. Let's, let's, I don't know, I've not read this, you know Sorry, this. It's Pat. So we've had a message from Panicked Pat and similar, not similar, I've had friends who've had similar things happen. So I know that there are going to be people listening who will identify with this, but she was recently um, told by a boss at work that she smelled of mildew and she couldn't smell it herself, but she found out, she, she looked into it and it was in fact a problem with her washing machine oh okay now you mean yeah yeah um and she she, she's fixed the problem but she is like she has asked our advice on how you live with the kind of horrible paranoia and stuff afterwards of of having had that situation where someone's had to step in at work because you smell which i uh my husband has had with colleagues a couple of times where he's had to tell them that they have body odor issues. Um, so the first thing actually men take easier than women. Well, I think the first thing would be to think about the manner in which the message was delivered. If it was delivered in a kind way, you know, and someone took their time over explaining it to you, how do you deal with it in the long term i mean if so it's embarrassing it's, it is embarrassing personal like that is embarrassing how do we, how do we fix that Gemma? I, I i feel like well i think she there's a danger of going in the opposite direction and suddenly pouring in five different types of fabric conditioner into your washing machine or for breezing yourself before you leave the house, you know. So, and yeah. then and she then she fixed it. So, I'm hoping that she's she's on an even keel wash wise. Well, the most common reasons for having a washing machine that smells musty or laundry that comes out smelling musty is obviously if you leave it languishing in your washing machine damp, which I do, and then I wash it again. I'm terrible you have to rewash it again. Or if you put it in the tumble dryer and you take it out when it's still damp and then put it in your wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Jeans are the worst thing. Jeans will pick up that mildewy smell more than anything. While we have you here, is there anything you can do? So what I do sometimes is the clip on my, my tumble dryer door is broken. So I have to wedge a chair against it for it to work. It's great. Um, And so it takes a couple of goes for it to get everything dry. And if I leave it in there slightly damp, obviously it has the same effects as if you leave it in the washing machine. Once your clothes are dry, is there any tips that you have for how to get that mildew smell out? Or is it a case of rewash? You have to rewash them. Yeah, you do, don't you? I was hoping you were going to be like, everyone knows. No. Put a hamster in there. 
Um, but um, if but if the problem is your machine, then you have to do regular service, hot as possible, empty empty machine, hot hottish wash hottest wash you've got, a cup full of white vinegar through the machine. The same with your dishwasher, and always if you can, I know it's tricky, especially if you've got integrated appliances, leave the doors open a little bit so the air can get. Yeah. But yeah, so, it's a very, it's a very distinctive smell. <clears throat> so my tip for her though, on how to deal with the embarrassment is to n not, not let the embarrassment of it make it become a big deal. Because the thing is, the person who told you probably feels really embarrassed that they had to tell you. Yeah. because it's not a nice thing to have to tell someone and i think i'd be inclined to go up to them and say look thanks i've fixed it and just own it like completely own yeah. it thank you so i didn't realize i had a massive problem with my washing machine i fixed it now thank god you said something yeah and say oh gosh it's so embarrassing because quite often i find when you're feeling something Oh, well, problem shared is a problem halved sometimes. Um, but when you're feeling something like I'm really embarrassed, if you, once you've said it, it mm -hmm. kind of takes the power out of it. Absolutely. And also as well, if, if the more you internalise it, it then festers in your own mind and it becomes yeah. a bigger problem. So once it's That's... shared and it's out there in the open, and it's been acknowledged, everyone can just move on. Yeah, exactly. I would That's definitely do, say don't let it become this big deal. Don't let it become the elephant in the room. If you haven't yeah. already said, go and say, oh, thank you, Bill, for pointing that out. That must have been really difficult for you to do. I appreciate your help. Turned out I had a problem. I'm so embarrassed. I was really embarrassed, but thank you. But thank goodness we fixed the problem. Yeah. High five. Bill, would doing. you like a cup of coffee, Bill? Yeah. High five. I don't know why we're assuming the boss is a man. It goes against everything I thought I told you. Right, Betty. <laughs> right, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye.